Hello and welcome to episode two of series six of the Rock and Road podcast. If you've listened to every episode since this began, you deserve a medal. Uh, if you're new to this, welcome. This is the Rock and Road podcast where generally I talk about cars, motorcycles and music. Music today will be in the form of a chat with Francis Rossi of Status Quo. Motorcycles today will be in the form of the new Honda, which I'm going to tell you all about, the new Honda motorcycle, and tickets, free tickets for you to win to Motorcycle Live in November. And I will tell you how you can win them after my chat with Francis Rossi, which is coming up first here on the Rock and Road Podcast. Please welcome Francis Rossi. How are you? Howard Hughes, uh, he's all right, I suppose. I was I was arranging stuff like one does, yeah. and I've been in the studio at the engineer because they were having the machine heads changed on my guitar. And then I'm thinking, I need to eat something because I'm going to speak to you. So I ate something, to, and now I have this thing where I've been walking 10 minutes. If you walk 10 minutes instantly after you eat, it's much better for digestion. And it? so it, it's all, yeah, that's right. It's all gone a bit pear-shaped, and that. The driveway's been sealed because it's just been relayed, okay? okay. So I, I can't walk out there at the moment. And the, the walk, I tried doing around the grounds as much and just walk 10 minutes for five. So you haven't had your proper walk because you can't get out of the house? Is that what you're saying? Oh, no, I got my 10 minutes. I got that in whatever way. They'll have to get on with it. So I just carried on and did it. I do like the way you've got all that spun. I see you put a few, bit of red in down the side there just to give it a... I've, yeah, I've got red on both sides and in front of oh, me. I see. It's meant to be good having a red background when you're working. I thought it wound one up enough that the red cars had more accidents than... No, I read a book about the power of senses, and after I read yeah, the book, yeah. I changed a load of it to red because it said it was very productive. Yeah, I suppose it could work. It makes us go a bit faster, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm into all that kind of thing, that the <laughs> colours and what we... And there was a thing I read years ago about what we wear and the colours we should wear make yeah. us feel better. And, respect, and yeah. I can change the colours in the studio with, a, you know, different remotes, different lights... Oh, smarty, I like that. <laughs> I got one of those on the bus. Andrew Bowne was playing with it the other night. He possibly had a drink or two, and he would not stop playing with the lights downstairs, and it was just <laughs> horrible. Well, let's let's um, talk about uh, what's happening with you. Um, obviously, the co-founder, lead singer, lead guitarist, continuous soul member of Status Quo. Um, how's it all going with Status Quo? It's going well. What I'm going to say, we're... Uh, we're we, we did it last show we did for the summer shows, of which there weren't really enough this year. There's all sorts of strange things going on for that nasty flu bug that everyone's had. And um, we got home for like, I think it was six weeks, and I thought, yeah, all that time. But there's been so much promo to do, and I've had various uh, things to, to take care of myself to do. I think I only realized very recently that. The rhythm of the two on, we used to do three on one off, three on, we now do two on one off, two on one off. And that rhythm that I get up at a particular time, I drink the coffee, I go down and do the juice, I go in the venue, I shower, then I eat, then I do it. And everything's got this rhythm to it. I realise I thrive on that. And I'm really looking forward to going back. Because when we were in the lockdown, like everybody else, it's, or a lot of other people, like it's the first time I'd ever stopped. You realise they do tell you I talk a lot. Did they not warn you about this? <laughs> I did speak you to you. The last time I spoke to you, you were doing a tour where you were actually talking on stage. Oh, I enjoyed that immensely. Yeah, which is what led me to, do it, uh, to doing the, um, the tunes and chat thing I'm about to do. I, I, I had a lot to talk about before Mick Wall was there and we had a book that was successful and I went off on that. Lots of stories. 
and I realised I really, really like it, you know, one's, yeah. ma- one's ego is being massaged. And <laughs> if I was walking, working between, you know, 300 and 800 people, it's roughly that. Well, if that, if that was with Crow, that would be a shame. It would be a shame that you've only drawn that many, that few people. But on his own, him, it's like, yeah, I don't really, I don't have a problem with that. And I, I think when I was really young, one of the things I thought about being in a band would be great is that people would like you. And I, I remember seeing this documentary very recently about the Bee Gees and, and uh, how Barry Gibbons said, you, you think everyone's going to like you and it's going to be fine forevermore. And that's what, and he said the same thing. And it's not like that. They don't all like you and they don't like you all the time. So there's, and, and now it's even worse because if they don't like you, they'll tell you directly yeah, using really. social media. Yes, and the <laughs> trouble is the two young ones, uh, Leon, 40-something, he's not young anymore, and, and Richie, they will tell, they get upset and tell me, oh, don't tell me, what I don't know doesn't bother me. But you, and the trouble is it seems to be a, our way our lives are going, it, it focuses on the negative and the idea of um, even chat shows now cannot be four or five people kind of agree. Lovely. You need some contentiousness that goes on, say, Jeremy Vine's show. That the, the, the researchers are taking the course going, no, they agree with him. No. Somebody comes on going, oh, I'm outright. Put him on. Put him on. Put him on. And so it seems that everyone thrives on the idea that, dickhead, Rossi, why would they want to do that and hurt you for some, I don't know. And I keep thinking it doesn't hurt me. Yes, it does. I can brush it off and go from here. But I do think that uh, people will tell you these days. Now, people, some people may think that's good. But I do think we have that, what they call him, the keyboard warrior, who's really brave. But if you met him, I'm sorry, mate. Yeah. And so I don't know. But for some reason, when we read it, and you think, this is vicious. And it's done so viciously that the little wimp in me from when I was younger comes out, which I think hit him, the wimp, is the insecure show-off that wants to be up there and say, oh, please like me. And when that works, I'm so happy. And I thought I was the only insecure. And to see someone as great as the Beatles, as, ba- as Barry Gibbs say, that they thought everybody would love you and it'd be fine. What was, was it like when you started out? I mean, what year did Status Quo begin? Uh, just after the end of the First World War. And um, no, in 1962, <laughs> we did our first gig. So we were kind of getting to be a band there. How did the band originally begin? I mean, how did it start? I met- I met Anna Lancaster. I first wanted to be an Every Brother with my brother, and he wouldn't do it. And that was some of the talk show stuff that I got into. And, um, yeah, so I was at school, and I, I tried various things, and I met Anna Lancaster and a guy called Alan Key. We initially played in the school orchestra and started to do trad jazz, or try to be trad jazz, because that was in the charts at the time. And then I, I, I think it was Alan Key or... I don't think it was me. So why don't we form, form a group, a beat group or whatever we called them at the time because his brother was in a, a backing band for somebody. And um, so we said, yeah, and I had a guitar. Alan Linkster went out and bought a guitar. Alan Key had a, a Stratocaster, his brother, you let him use. And his brother helped us to sort of play and r- routine and stuff. And, you know, we were sitting strumming. And we were strumming this. And we were, uh, sorry. His brother said to one of you has got to sing. 
And the silence that came across the room was phenomenal. And so I thought, well, I'll do it. And with Michael rolling about the show. And it makes people laugh. But it's the first thing that we learned to sit and play as a, as a group. What is your uh, favourite status quo single? Oh, I don't, I don't, it's not fair. No, come on. Because it would be a very, right, sad, right, be a very sad career, wouldn't it? One three? song. Top three. Track called All We Really Want to Do. Oh, you mean that wasn't a single, was it? I, um, yes, I'm narrowing it down to the actual singles. Whatever you want. I, uh, yeah, quite like whatever you want. Rocking All Over the uh, World. Andrew Bounds songs are great. Rocking All Over the World, it's all right. I just find, the thing with rocking all over the world, it's fabulous when you play it to people, but it's almost this rock anthem, as they call it. But wait a minute, and I like it, I like it. How can that be? Well, it was rock, all this rubbish that people do. This sets complete contradiction to me. Um, I like Margarita because I, I seem to upset a lot of people. I liked In the Army, again, because it upset a lot of people. And it wasn't, that was my dad's favourite. The there was something now. about it. I learned a kid at school that used to cry when he got in trouble and I'm leaving and join the army. And the first time I heard that, I thought that, oh, you, oh, shit, you're in the army. When you wake up there in the morning, so many guys must have lived there to be much over their mates when they were enlisting in the night before. And then you wake up and think, oh, and all they do is belittle you so that you can go out and fight and kill somebody. Not sure about that. How do you come up with the melodies? You just sit playing and then you like and something within the first few seconds or minutes that I pick something up, there's something out. And you might and go, Now, if I sit with that for a few more minutes, something well, I'll start to go somewhere with it, mm-hmm. and it, and you you will pursue it and pursue it. I've got so many things on my phone. That oh, I'm what will you just sort of um, record a melody or something? A piece like that will come as that. Now, whether that becomes the melody itself. Or then I spark off and then some, yeah. And then something, go, and I go off onto something. But yeah, so I like to go back to that thing. Yeah, what is it? It sounds magical to me. I keep thinking I'll do something with it, but thus far I haven't. A bit of a different question now. Do you drive or ride a motorbike? Well, I drive a car. Yeah, I like car. Well, I've had BMWs since I was about twenty-two or three. I just like them. But long before they were fashionable or um, drug mobiles. Is that what you have now? Yeah, they've actually pulled it out to go because I'm going out soon. I've got to go across the driveway and I've got to leave it outside. (laughs) What what kind of BMW have you got? It's the 750. I have integrated steel. I love BMWs. I could sell them. I just love them. And I should really get into something much smaller now because I don't need a car that size, blah, blah, blah. But, but you like again, it, his so. ego, his ego wants the large car. My my grandparents, my father had saloon car. I have a saloon. I don't want a two. Don't want a four door saloon. So, that. um, can you tell us about your best of Naughties compilation album? Yeah, I've got it here as well. I actually got. They give you loads of them to give away, and I think, why are you giving our stuff off? 
you look a bit like Elizabeth Hurley. And um, <laughs> I just saw it. And um, another American actress. <laughs> Sorry, there's some lovely tracks on there, I think, that are marvellous. And I went, oh, I forgot this one and I forgot that one. Just a couple of remixes worth mentioning on the album. Ah, yeah. The, I did those for a reason. We uh, every every year we st- we do various televisions around the place, you know, around, and we will eventually they want rocking all over the world. But as I said, people go, "What do you mean he doesn't like it?" No, when we do it for people live, it lights the place up. When you're doing it on telly, it just sounds. And when you do it, the run through, you go fine. And then you go to air when it's on and the heart rate's up. The, the, the record instantly sounds old because you're miming. Nine times out of ten, you're miming. And that bothered me. So if I said, why can't we have Carol on a paper plane so some people are taking that? And this, so I thought, well, I'd remake them similar to as they are today. They're a few beats per minute faster than the originals. Um, and just make these tracks that don't, Immediately you play them, as I said, when you're on air, they sound like these old records that have sort of got hair on them and, and, and they're slow. And, and, uh, they're not when you hear them on the radio. So the different situation you're in. Okay. So I thought I'd remake them, and I remade them as close as possible to how we recorded them in the 70s, the early 70s particularly. And I learned something, this whole myth that Rick and I always played telecasters. I had a telecaster. Rick was playing Gibson's which is a humbucking pickup, different sounding pickup than a single coil. The blend of those two guitars and pickups is where the magic was, plus the fact we would always play two rhythm. If there's a secret to status quo, it's two rhythm guitars. Like we would, I would do the entire track with him, and then we double track the entire track. I didn't stop and play the solo, so there's a hole. The solo went afterwards, so there was this wall of, of guitars. And it was mainly the rhythm between him and I that made it all work. And these two little voices uh, sunk into the track. So I tried to emulate those records as best I can. And I think they sound rather good. If anybody is upset out there that I've redone them, I haven't touched the one that's in your collection. It's a completely different track. A completely so, new track. Yeah, if anyone doesn't like it, just go back and listen to the original. That's the well, yeah, but you people. We said earlier that these warriors get out there and get very vociferous and offensive about what I should and shouldn't do. Then ignore me for Christ's sake. If only everybody did that. If you don't like something, just ignore it, because it will just get rid of all the negativity that's ever written it, anywhere. It, it is. Yeah, I think as I said to you, I think we're all thriving on the negativity recently. I'm a. Uh, my wife always says I'm negative, and I just. I heard her just coming. I said, no, you. I, I, but she's very, very positive. So I always tell her, you can't be positive unless I'm here being negative. You know, when we were doing Glastonbury, are you looking forward to Glastonbury? Weeks ahead. Well, I could, I'd be facetious. You know, I can't look back on it yet. Whatever it is. They want you to say, oh, yes, we're so excited. And we're going to do something so special. It's going to be such a special night. I don't know that. And I'm going to take that out with me going, come on, be special. And I've learned, it's a hard lesson to learn, that you go out there and you just be, if you like. And then it grows and becomes good. And then the joy is just, in, you just can't explain the joy you receive from it. That, plus the ego that they like me and then I played well or whatever it is. Yeah. But if I've been saying it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be, 
we're all out there going, and it never is. Yeah, so you don't want to build it up too much. You just no, so that's why I think a certain amount of negativity like that is yeah. kind of healthy. But okay. I'm probably a little bit negative about other things too. <laughs> so you've got this tour coming up. I'm not mm. going to ask you if you're looking forward to it. <laughs> Having just had that, I can't do enough. I said to you, I am because the last gig we did in Brussels, I enjoyed so much that in the first 10, maybe 15 minutes, it's so hard because you somehow you have sort of a memory of that gig, the sound of it, everything about it, because it was so good. And I've got to struggle not to do it. We're getting better at it as a band. It happened while we were out a few weeks ago and the first 12 minutes, maybe, oh, God, you could see we were struggling. Everything felt slow. We were pushing it. We're trying to make it work rather than letting it work. And whenever we can master that, oh, it's so good. Uh, it's nice to see some enthusiasm for your upcoming live shows, which I think mm, starting in November. Yeah. It's nice to see someone who doesn't take it all for granted and appreciates what you do and isn't, you know, what people might think you just walk on, it's just easy for you. You know, you oh, do no, have a no, sort no, of no. mental battle first and, and all of these kind of yeah. things that are going on. Um, yeah. I think it's nice to know that, you know, you're human like the rest of us. What is what I said to you about the face of, sh of showbiz I'm supposed to make out? It's, no, you can't do that. I try and be as real as possible, and that's, that's probably to my detriment sometimes, to the band's detriment, but I can't. Sorry, this is where I am now. I'm not 25, 35, or any of those ages. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, it's been really good to chat to you and um, <laughs> you just be careful of that drive. I don't want you to ruin that ceiling. What they see, what, what kind of drive I'm going is to it? the dentist is what it is, the hygienist, and I've been trying to get to see her for months <laughs> and I need to go before. It, like everybody else, you have these things and I need to be back in the studio this afternoon and I need and I need and, and suddenly... I want to know what kind of drive is it you've got? I just had it, I can't tell you, it's a phenomenal amount of money for a driveway, but it's, um, what is it? Gonna go for a, I'm going to go for, a, what do they call it, a pattern, a, a herringbone pattern, we went toyed with it for a while. It's just bricks laid over, you know, and these lovely tiles. I, I can't show you, I can't do that. I can't <laughs> show you where I live, I just get embarrassed. I mean, <laughs> but they're busy working on it, it looks so they're, um. And they've been getting, my wife gets very upset. We had a brand, a brand new drive and the leaves start to come down and the leaves stain. Oh. They stain and she got very upset. Are you still there? Oh, she's gone. I was out um, with the jet wash cleaning my drive at the weekend. That's it, yeah. Doesn't that make you feel terrible? Because yeah. you think, if we really do care about the planet, how come we can buy jet washes? There's so many contradictions going on. You can buy what, a jet what, wash. A jet wash is not environmental. Well, using that much water just to clean out it. I go, I go extremes. If we are going there, well, why are we there? Why are we allowed to sell such large portions of food? Why are there so many takeaways? When we, when the human gets ill with that nasty flu bug, oh, you can make as much plastic as you like. I reckon we oh, made. I more did plastic. notice that. Oh, that was unreal. There's going to be a spike in a few thousand years' time. There'll be. You realise there was a serious spike at this point. What kind of guy went on at that point? Because <laughs> there'll be a massive spike of, of plastic. I'm but, very much into the whole plastic thing. The water one less doesn't bother me as much. That didn't even occur to me with the jet wash. That's what I think is interesting because with the green movement, the people still stick themselves to the floor. I bet we can find things they do that aren't environmentally friendly. It's just that that's what they figure is the one. 
I'm sure we have made so many things. I've got to be careful here. Should we I've change made... the subject? Yeah, good. Thank you very much. The help was Let's immense. Let's steer it yeah. away from I, this one. Just, we're going to get trouble. We're going to get loads of nasty comments. Oh, yes, you two got nothing. Intense. Don't know anything, and yeah, I'll get told using anything. my jet wash. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I know. I probably led you into that. It's a shame you can't edit. It's just a terrible <laughs> thing. Um. Well, basically, I just wanted to recap by saying you've got the album out, which is quoting in the best of the noughties. What a dreadful title. Who came up with that? I don't know. Yeah, we're out on tour. With, oh, I'm looking forward to Leeds Arena. I can't mention in Leeds Arena because it has the best showers in Europe. Oh. And I will get in there. And just, I won't have a ridiculously long shower. Oh, no, of course not, because nice, we don't waste water, do we? We no. don't waste water. No, no, no. <laughs> I have another theory. The, the Earth is out. Nothing ever escapes our atmosphere. So how is there a problem with water? I'm not saying I'm not being stupid here, but it never, it never leaves our atmosphere. It just it cannot leave. So it just it goes round and round and round. Yeah, and maybe it's taking time to get down a filter through them or using it too fast. Yes, but humans would have made a blight on the planet no matter what we've done. Just by being here, it, it was going to happen. Yeah, I'm going to go stick myself to the floor. You brought that to the I can't help it. I get. <laughs> Sorry. So, it was my fault, everybody, not hers. So, so concluding with album is yes. out, the tour's coming up in November, tickets available now. Yeah, um, that, and yeah, I can't say that shit. So. Okay, that's my part. So tickets yeah, available now, yeah. and I will put a link on to where you can buy the tickets. And uh, I'm going to come and see you on Saturday, the third of December, I believe, at Wembley. Oh, well done. Yeah, good. Yeah. It's so, weird Wembley because I always think I'm round the wrong way. Ever since we played it in the '68, was the first time. You get up there, and we walk on stage left most times, and we get up, and I always feel oh, I should be doing it that way round. A few years ago, they completely turned it round again, but okay. it still feels the wrong way frigging round to me. I'm having trouble <laughs> we'll settling down We'll swap seats, shall we? I'll go on the stage. You can come if with seats. If you would, I'd yeah. gladly okay. watch you, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just, can't sing well or play done, instruments, girl. but, you know. Yeah, who okay. cares? Nor can I. I'll just introduce you on the microphone, and that's my bit. Okay, we'll have a Rosie. wonderful um, afternoon at the dentist, and um, good luck with the drive, and we can't wait to see you on tour. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much for talking to me and for listening to me. Thank you for the chat. Bye now. And that was my edited version of a chat with Francis Rossi of Status Quo. He loves a good chat. And I may even put the unedited version on YouTube, actually. You can watch us both waffling on for double the amount of time that you've just heard on the podcast. If that's even possible, yes, we did waffle on for that long. And uh, I may put that on YouTube if there is the demand for it. So let me know if you'd like to see that. Uh, Meanwhile, if you want to see Status Quo live, uh, they're playing across the UK in November and December starting in Aberdeen on the 25th of November and going right through into December. All the tickets and details are on absoluteradio.co.uk slash tickets. Now, would you like to win tickets to Motorcycle Live? Free tickets. We've got two pairs of tickets to give away. And it's from the 19th to the 27th of November. And the details of how you can win these tickets coming up in just a few minutes. But first, let me tell you all about the new Honda. And listen carefully, because this will help you win those tickets. 
Honda have just launched last week a new motorcycle. It's the CB750 Hornet, launched in Germany last week. And it's going to be on show for the first time in the UK at Motorcycle Live in November. The on-the-road price for this is 6999 to summarise it, it's a middleweight street bike with a package of around 90 horsepower, weighing 190 kilos, and that is excellent value for money. Carrying zero excess mass, it's an all-new eight-valve parallel twin-cylinder unit, delivering both top-end buzz and heaps of mid-range usability. Combining with a new ultra-lightweight frame for supremely agile side-to-side -side performance and instant riotous acceleration. Yes, I am reading that from their press release, but I love the way it's written. Riotous acceleration, that's great. Throttle by wire serves up three riding modes and three-level Honda selectable torque control with integrated wheelie control and three levels of engine braking and power delivery. It has Honda smartphone voice control, full LED lighting, Auto indicator cancel, what I would give for that on my Honda. And emergency stop signal technology. An A2 license option will also be available. It is the brand new CB750 Hornet. See it at Motorcycle Live. And this is how to win your way in. Competition time, competition time. Yeah, I, I need somebody who can sing to make some jingles for me. But in the meantime, you'll have to just put up with my vocal range, which is basically one. I can just do this one voice. I want you to send me a message with the answer to this question to win a pair of tickets to Motorcycle Live. Here is the question. What is the name of the new Honda bike? I don't need the number of it or anything like that or the letters. I just want to know the name for it. Another way of describing it, it's a large wasp that's typically red and yellow or red and black and usually nests in hollow trees. OK, I got that as a dictionary definition of the word. What is the new Honda bike? I've mentioned it in this podcast just a few minutes ago, so you could always hit rewind if you didn't get it from that clue. What is the name of the new Honda bike that's just been launched in Germany last week and that will be at Motorcycle Live that you could go to for free if you get this question right and I pick you at random? Now, send me your answer to rockandroadpod at gmail.com rockandroadpod at gmail.com that's obviously the email address if you want you can send me a message on instagram at rockandroadpod or twitter at rockandroadpod okay so just look up rockandroadpod and you will be able to send me your answer Closing date is the 18th of October at 4pm. That's next Tuesday at 4 o'clock. I will contact you if you have one and give you information to get your tickets. Two pairs of tickets to be won. The question again, what is the name of the new Honda motorcycle that was launched in Germany last week? Message me now, rockandroadpod at gmail.com and you could be going to Motorcycle Live in association with Bikeshaw this November for free. <laughs> Now then, a quick word from Dexter on the podcast this week. Dexter, what's been going on? Uh, so I've been doing karate, new thing. Yes. For the viewers, where they could do it. Listeners. Yes. It's by the big uh, storage place, mm -hmm. and you could join. I'm only white belt. You just have to do a really hard uh, thing to get yellow belt. I've been... Lily's just joined. Uh, can I just say something? I spoke to your sensei today. I know. And you may be able to try for a yellow belt in about a month's time. What do you think? Yeah, and so you know, it's going to take five years to get to black belt. 
But as I said to you the other day, you're only nine, which means you could be black belt by the time you're 14. Well... That seems like a long time to you, but that's nothing. What about you? Yeah, we, we don't talk about my age. <laughs> <laughs> I am a white belt as well. Um, but we're both loving it, aren't we? I'm a higher level than you. I know. But we're loving it, aren't we? I'm loving it. You're not loving it. Yeah, well, you're better at everything than me. The other thing we've been doing is the driving range at golf, isn't it? Yes. My record is 127 yards. We love trying new sports and activities, don't we? And this is Lily's high score, 50 yards. You're so mean. I don't care, you suck at it. <laughs> All right, well, listen, um, when you're a black belt in five years' time, you know, we'll look back at this podcast and we'll reminisce, OK? Yeah, OK. All right, have a great day. OK. That is it from the podcast this week. Please like, rate, review, as long as you say good things and give me five stars, of course. And please feel free to get in touch anytime with any questions you may have about the podcast or anything else. And it's rockandroadpod at gmail.com to enter the competition. Details a bit earlier on. Rewind uh, if you need to go through that again. And I will be back soon with another episode of the Rock and Road Podcast. Rock and Road.